Welcome to It's Our Turn. Welcome to It's Our Turn. Queers in Cults. We would like to acknowledge the original inhabitants of this area, the Weot tribe, and thank the past, present, and future stewards of this land. This land acknowledgement does not exist in the past tense. Colonialism is a current ongoing process, and we need to build the mindfulness of our present participation. We all should take action to support our local indigenous communities. Go to honortax.org to find out more about whose land you're on and how to support those tribes. In this show, we talk about religious and personal trauma. Our episodes often include subjects centering around manipulation, gaslighting, coercion, toxic masculinity, patriarchy, shame, guilt, brainwashing, emotional, mental, and physical abuse. If any of these topics are things you don't want to hear today, please feel free to skip this episode. Your mental health is always the top priority. Is it happening? Is it, is it real? Are we on? Are we live? I think so. I can hear your phone notifications. This is <laughs> so much. You know what? I don't understand how this radio thing works. Like, is it? I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely not. Well, if you weren't gay before that, you are now. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to It's Our Turn. Queers and Colts. Yeah, good job. It's, we're, we're winning today. I don't know which one that is. Okay. Okay. Yay. Welcome again to to the show, the show that we have called it, it, It's Our Turn. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is what that it is, is that called. Is what we, that, is, that is the name. <laughs> and um, Anywho. <laughs> my name is Tony. My pronouns are he, him. My name is Aiden. My pronouns are they, them. Hello, Aiden. Hello, Tony. It's great it's to see you. It's nice to have you here on the show today. You're my favorite. Oh, you're my favorite. I'm not entirely sure of what, but I'll, I'll get back to you. But you. Thank you. <laughs> Shall we schedule an appointment? <laughs> okay, today when we met, we always meet before the show to kind of like talk about what we're going to talk about and, and, you know, basically it's just an excuse to hang out before the show. Pretty much. And when Tony sat down, I like put my fingertips together and I was like, so the reason I've called you here today, <laughs> and you could just see like the an- like anxiety level went up to like a hundred. I was so, I almost cried. <laughs> <laughs> What's even real? I know. Like, I feel a little bad about it to be perfectly honest, but it was, it was funny. Interventions are not my Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> I... So everyone here in this in this cafe is a friend of yours. We're all here to support you. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god. Listen, if I ever need an intervention and you do that for me, I will like I'll be like, "No, I'm I I'll go with you to whatever program I need, but not after this." Like I don't don't no, don't call me into it. Don't do this. <laughs> don't do this. Like please. I'm going to leave and I'll come back tomorrow where <laughs> I tell you where you want me to go. Right. No, yeah. I always anyway. get secondhand embarrassment when I watch TV of like oh. interventions and stuff. I can't handle it. I'm like, Ugh. secondhand anxiety. Yeah, yeah, that. Oh, <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. It makes me like nauseous just thinking about it. <laughs> like, oh God, no, thank you. <sighs> it's real anxiety, like secondhand anxiety. That's it's. That's mm-hmm. why I can't watch The Office. I used to watch it all the time, 
and I hated it. It was like painful for me to watch it. It's a good show. I'm not saying it's a bad show, but it was just so awkward. Mm -hmm. I got it was just secondhand embarrassment the whole time. And Practical <gasps> Jokers? No, no, absolutely not. Can't watch it. You want to know the best way to, for me to never speak to you again? Pull a prank on me. Just pull a prank on me. I will never. You will see a side of me that no one needs to see. <sighs> Hold on, let me uh. Go to my notes. <laughs> Do not. Aiden, because I've been trying to figure out how to get rid of them. <laughs> Cancel prank. <Yeah. laughs> just send a quick note real fast. Gotta just text my friends. Put them. the eggs back in the carton. <laughs> Abandoned mission. <laughs> yeah, I hate pranks. I can't. I can't. I do. No, absolutely not. Don't so do, do you it. get anxiety around April Fool's Day? Yes, I do. Yeah. No joke. I 100% get anxiety on April Fool's Day because I'm afraid someone's going to pull something on me. Mm -hmm. um, understandable. Yeah. I, yeah. Don't, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like surprise parties either. I don't, I don't, I don't like surprise parties. I don't really particularly Cancel. like surprise parties. <laughs> Aiden's surprise party. Damn, we got streamers and everything. <laughs> You're like, fuck. I was going <laughs> to prank you at your surprise party. That's office themed. I was going <laughs> to... Now what am I going to do? <laughs> My plans are ruined. <laughs> oh, God. God. Anyways. That has nothing to do with anything. Does it? Um, no, no. <laughs> Does it not? You know, I've been thinking about something that I really want, you know, and this is a great place to ask a in-depth personal surprise question on a live radio program uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> so when you're talking about uh when you when you know we we always play the song just a little gay mm -hmm. everyone's just a little gay mm -hmm. and um i kind of don't i identify as pansexual because it's the closest thing to what i um feel and then also being a non-binary person um it's kind of difficult to you know Sometimes it's uh, <clears throat> sometimes it's challenging to like to, a lot of people feel like the word gay is based in a binary, so like gay is for you know men who are attracted to men, you know mm -hmm. male identifying people who are attracted to other male identifying people, and <clears throat> I feel like you know what this isn't a question. This is more of a statement that I would like to make that I've been thinking. I feel like we should give people more freedom to be more fluid and to allow to not have to put people into boxes and define everyone right like if you are non-binary um and you want to refer to yourself as gay today do that and don't feel bad about it you know like that's that's uh if that feels if that feels good to you if that feels accurate to you then do that. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like I, I really, f and I, and I don't think I'm saying this to anyone but me. I think I just need to hear this, that it's okay to be fluid and flexible with your identity and with your, you know, how you choose to or not define your sexuality. You know, that that's, I just want to, I want to say to everyone something that I guess I need to hear, which is just allow yourself to be more fluid and flexible with yourself. Give mm -hmm. yourself permission to do that. Yeah. That's it. Has nothing, to do, <laughs> that's has nothing to do with anything. It's just on my mind a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. That's why I, lo I love the word mm. queer. 
I really love yeah, it. Yeah, me too. Because it's yeah. like it's there's no box. Yeah, exactly. Same. That's that's why I use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like if, uh, like I said, I say pansexual and non-binary because those are the things that are closest to, but like, but like queer in general just kind of feels like a, a good term for me. You mm-hmm. know? There's a lot of discourse around that as well because. A lot of people, queer used to be a really offensive word, you know, and mm. a lot of us have reclaimed it. <coughs> and right. so a lot of people don't like that word, but it's the one that best suits me and I'm never using it offensively. I hope people know that. So, yeah. Anyways, what are we talking about today? <laughs> well, I believe we're talking about uh, spiritual manipulation. Yes. Reli- like toxic religious uh, manipulation through toxic religion. Mm-hmm. Before we get started, I want to read out the... Um, definition of religion and manipulation just because i think it's really interesting mm-hmm. so the definition mm-hmm. <laughs> the definition of religion is the belief in and worship of a superhuman controlling power especially a personal god or gods um which i think is just interesting in that definition uh the worship of a superhuman controlling power mm-hmm. and manipulation the act of manipulating something in a skillful skillful manner the act and the act of manipulating someone in a clever or unscrupulous way um and i i wanted to look up maybe look up i want to look up the definition of manipulate <coughs> because yeah to handle or control like a tool, a mechanism, typically in a skillful m- manner, and to control or influence cleverly, unfairly, or unscrupulously. Cleverly. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, <coughs> when when you said you know religious manipulation because it was your very good suggestion, what was the first thing that came to mind when you were thinking about that? Like, what perspective were you coming from? Mm-hmm. So, um, personally. I've noticed within um, toxic religion and Christian toxic Christianity, um, they tend to pray after or um, people with um, mental illness, depression, mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. through something. Um, like in Alabama, we had there was it was very popular to have um, rehab facilities mm-hmm. that were Christian based. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, work for free. Um, oh yeah, I have strong opinions about me those. too. There's one locally, there's one in a lot of places that I won't, those I won't say the name, but I don't yeah, like it. They're they're <laughs> everywhere in Alabama, and it mm-hmm. makes me so sad because you know these people, they, all of them um, are people who are recovering um, addicts, and then mm-hmm. being thrown into this religious environment. They're forced to go to church. They're forced to participate in all this stuff. They're forced to work for free. They're forced. You know, and and then there's so much manipulation mm-hmm. to just keep their minds and their thoughts within um, the church's pockets, basically. Yeah. And makes me sick. Yeah, and I that is a really, really, really like good point because I hate so much when toxic religion toxic Christianity preys on vulnerable people. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I've talked to someone before and, you know, they, they've made this statement. I talk, a, a good friend of mine is a recovering addict and they've said, you know, no one wants to be an, no one wants to be an addict. There's usually always a motivation behind that. And that motivation is usually some type of 
trauma, abuse, mental illness, right. um, which those things are, you know, to really recover from those things, you need often, a, you need a combination of medical assistance, mm-hmm. medication, community, community, um, therapy, mm-hmm. um, <coughs> a psychiatrist, you know, you need those things because yeah. to, to recover truly from those. But then someone comes along and promises complete total freedom mm-hmm. from everything but it's so appealing you know yes. when you're when yes. you're struggling like that it's extremely appealing the message is appealing the the ideas yes. appealing um it's very attractive oh absolutely someone basically somebody basically promising you like an instantaneous like free Mm -hmm. like delivery Mm -hmm. from i mean delivery was the word that they would use in my church you know like promising that yeah Mm -hmm. fucking of course you know like i I would love to have an instantaneous delivery from my mental illness you know not it that but that's not how it works that's not real you know like that's Mm -hmm. that's not what happens but man that that um and i don't know if i specified uh that I said that they work for free um, mm-hmm. through thrift stores. Yeah. So the, the so one- the churches they they like churches will create a uh, build a thrift store, mm-hmm. um, which is money, money, money. Yep. And then have free labor. Yep. It's slavery. Yes. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> the one that, the one that is here, uh, the one that I'm referring to, the, the Christian based uh, rehab is. They, they during the day. So it's first of all, it's gender it's gender segregated. So all of the men go to one facility, mm-hmm. and all of the women go to another one. Which, fuck that. Mm-hmm. It's you know, inherently like that's to me that feels inherently homophobic and transphobic. Mm-hmm. Right there. You Plus, know? you're you're gonna be forced <laughs> into conversion therapy. You yes. have to be there. Yes. You know, it's either. For most of the time, um, a judge will say you either do this rehab or you go to jail. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you're going to pick the rehab. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like you said, they do that where they separate people with by their idea of gender. And then um, you have to, like, if, if you're gay... Mm-hmm. They can do what they can do whatever they want. And also, if you are if you are gay, if you are queer, or if you're like a male identifying person who tra- who's attracted to to um, men, mm-hmm. like what a like, and you're in that situation, and it's it's Christian based. Yeah, it's there's only men there. I would be terrified. I wouldn't tell anybody. You know, like I would. That would just be which would just that just further. With that would just further your mental illness, you know, and your struggle. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, it's just all, it's all kinds of fucked up. And then, so they, anyways, they segregate it by gender. And then the men do all, all day long, they do manual labor. They mm-hmm. do yard work. They paint buildings, anything, any kind of odd job. They're, they're hired out by the hour. And um, <clears throat> they all, they do all of this. We're talking hard work. Mm-hmm. Like, like. All of the jobs that like that it, it just anyways any kind any type of manual labor they do they will do and they don't have a choice about it they do that all day long and then almost every single night they do they go to church at a different church in the area almost every single night of the week there's no therapy 
There's no recovery. Oh my God. There's no medical assistance. There's no nothing. It's just work that brings. So they work for free, and that money goes to the program, mm -hmm. and then uh, they go to church at night, and that's it. They do that for like two years. But Sorry. you know, that's just gonna have them keep coming back. Oh, of course. So it's 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 all planned out. And like you that. know what? It's you know what's also constructed great. Constructed that way. What's also great is at the end of their two years. They um, have the option of like either working for the program oh if, my God. The, if there's if there's a spot available, mm -hmm. or they just fucking kick them out. There's no aftercare right. program. There's no like like okay, cool. Now we're gonna transit transition. That was the that was the word I was looking for. There's no transitional program of like we're gonna help you find housing. We're gonna help you find a job. We're and like naturally, you. you're gonna want to stay. Yeah, because what you don't know any other life. Mm -hmm. You don't know any other life. And they literally, if you don't want to stay at the program, they literally just kick you out on the street. Just like, well, you're done now. Bye. Good luck. Figure it out. Yeah. They're left to their own, which, guess what? They're usually back in a few months mm -hmm. um, in the program right. because you they, they've, yeah. It's <sighs> very similar to the prison system in yes. America. It's really fucking irritating. I really, really, really hate <laughs> <it>. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, anyways, the, yeah, taking advantage of the um, emotionally vulnerable mm -hmm. is so incredibly common. Yeah. And uh, I just think it's really, 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 really unfortunate and really frustrating. And, and honestly, when I came out of, when I came out of religion, there, you know, there was a, that period of time where I was like, yeah, that sounds great. Like, what if it works? What if they're right? You know, like, what if I act like, because when I came out of religion, this was, this is how like deep the manipulation goes, at least for my experience. Mm -hmm. When I came out of religion, you know, it was like coming out as gay and then come also coming out of religion and coming away from God and all this. And then my life went to shit immediately. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It went to shit. I had health issues. I, you know, like, my relationship fall, fell apart. I had health issues. I, you know, like, like, uh, like I said, my relationship fell apart. And then, so I went from like a two income household making good money, um, to, and I purchased, a I purchased a barbershop at the time. And the person I was working for was like, Oh, you're out. I told him, I was like, I've got months. I'm going to like taper off. I don't want to leave you hanging. And two weeks later, he's like, get out. And 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 so I lost half my clientele, and then I lost. So I went from like a two-income household down to half of one income mm -hmm. overnight, and and my life just went to shit, and it was so hard to um, maintain the belief that it wasn't because I walked away from God, you know. Mm -hmm. um, that was uh it was really 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 difficult to like stand in the like no this is you know yeah whatever this is just life this is you know you know this is just what happens um that manipulation that brainwashing was so deeply ingrained mm -hmm. it was it was really difficult and I mean, the sad thing is, we're probably going to be dealing with this for the rest of our life. Oh, the, yeah. The, the like it, the manipulation has so much um, deep roots within our minds, and like, yeah, oh, like yeah. I, I still think 
about things oh. that are <laughs> obviously from religious trauma. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. And I'm like, gotta like correct myself or try to, you know, maneuver out of that. And it's like, gosh. Yeah. It's exhausting. It is exhausting. And you're like, seriously? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, you're like, this is like, you, you go through a really tough time or I have a really bad day health wise or whatever. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I, mean, I wonder if Jesus could fix this. And they're like, what, what the fuck? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I don't even believe in Jesus. Why do I think that, why do I, that is, why is that still my default setting to mm-hmm. fall back into that, that frame of mind, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 like default settings that you have absolutely no option of changing forever. Yeah. It's really we're really, like really hardwired, honey. Yes, we are hardwired. Wired <laughs> from like from birth. Mm-hmm. That that's the oh from birth we are <laughs> the con- the conditioning. Yeah, you know, like learning scriptures when memorizing scriptures mm-hmm. when you're just a kid, going to Sunday school. Right. The like. The um, <coughs> the uh, brainwashing, the manipulation, the conditioning starts immediately. Yeah, and even growing up as a young child in a church, um, you feel the church feels like your home. The people feel like your family. That like you, so your your mind is already being like yeah. controlled. Yeah. Um, and then when you get out, you feel kind of. You're like you're out in the desert. You're lost. You lost, and yeah. and you know, and um, it's really sad. Well, and it's you know, you come out of that cult environment, mm-hmm. and you've been taught that community feels like this, mm-hmm. family feels like this, um, love looks and feels like this. So you leave that environment. And you go searching for those things in other communities. For Mm -hmm. me, it was like the queer community. And nothing feels like that. Mm -hmm. But you don't know. So it's like, I'm looking for love. And love looks like this. Mm -hmm. Manipulation, control, hierarchy. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. that's what love looks like. So I'm going to go find that in a different community. And what do you do? You find someone else who's also in the same boat looking for the same thing, which is not actually what love is. And then you get, you know, negative, rela- you get unhealthy relationships because you, because it's, you literally don't, you know, like, uh, you know, <coughs> it's like, I, I don't even know. I can't even think of a metaphor, but it's like you, you, what you've been taught that community and love and family is, yeah, is not what it is. Yeah. So when you go looking for it, you can't find it. Yeah. Anywhere. Well, I mean, so, uh, from day one, your whole perspective um, on everything is molded by yeah the church yeah um, or whatever uh, toxic religion, mm-hmm. and it's um like I I remember um, starting to listen more to her to uh, quote secular music. Mm-hmm. And like <laughs> such a funny thing, <laughs> yeah. secular music, secular music, music. <laughs> the the pagan music, the, pa- um, <laughs> the heathen music, <laughs> the heretics. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and I would like not enjoy it for some yeah. reason. Well, I know why, but because I'm just so conditioned around um, religious music, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then I'm like, oh, like yeah, I guess it's good, but. That is a good segue. It's not Hillsong. 
<laughs> so. Oh, my God. Uh, ooh, I just opened up a can <gasps> of worms. <laughs> it's more like unlocking a memory. Mm-hmm. memory. <laughs> but, yeah, so. that. But then I love. I love music. I really do. I love all types of music. Um, but that was weird. That was a weird one for me. Yeah. It, uh, um, yes. Uh, well, you're conditioned. To, you're conditioned. Shit fuck. Yeah. Okay. You're con- <laughs> my, my brain is not functioning. You just. <laughs> um, Would you like experiment? Yes, please. It might help. Um, I probably need water because, you know, why drink that? Um, what I was going to say is that's a, a good, I, I experienced the same thing. Mm-hmm. Mine was more like choir music though. I really love choir music. Mm-hmm. That's really difficult to replicate mm-hmm. in the, um, real world. In the real world. <laughs> in the non-virtual <laughs> reality. <laughs> um, but that was going to say, that's a good segue to one of the points that we had that we, um, made, we talked about before, which is, um, one of the ones that I wanted to mention which is like emotional manipulation through music. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when, um, you know, when you're like out drinking with your friends mm-hmm. and, or you're at a, you're at a musical concert or you're all at a really high energy, really, f- you're at a theme park, whatever. Yeah. Your emotions are high. The adrenaline's high. You feel like you can take on the world. And you know, like especially like out drinking with your friends, you're like, yes, we're gonna we're gonna like we're gonna go out, we're gonna make let's just go to Europe, we'll buy tickets tomorrow, and we'll head out, we'll go there, you know, or like <laughs> we're gonna do this every day. We're you know, you make all those like like the world feels, everything feels uh, like it's it's possible, mm-hmm. you know. Christianity, at least in my experience, took advantage of that. So much. So there. W- so Pentecostalism specifically is incredibly charismatic. Mm-hmm. Very charismatic. It's all emotional. Um, you know, P- Pentecostals were the ones that you know run around the church, jump up and down, mm-hmm. quote unquote, dance in the spirit, which was just <laughs> wild. Yes, very wild. Wild. Literally, the only other people I've ever seen behave even similarly. We're drag queens. Fucking <laughs> 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 whipping their hair and like and like jumping around and doing death drops and like twitching on the floor. I'm like, hmm. I remember Sister Susan doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she was a drag queen and we didn't know. Yes. <laughs> they are drag queens. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> they are. Uh, seriously, when I started doing drag, I when I was styling wigs and stuff, mm-hmm. I tried to um I want. I wasn't good enough, but I wanted to start doing wigs based on all the Pentecostal ladies yeah. here. The UPC United Pentecostal people I saw. They mm-hmm. had fucking yeah. Anyways, gorgeous hair, beautiful hair. They. It's like, it's magic. Mm-hmm. It's magic. Um, what they do. Anyways. Um, it's the Lord. It's, it's, it's the, Lord. the Lord. No, it's fucking not being able to do literally anything with your <laughs> life. So you have four <laughs> hours to spend on your hair because what the fuck else are you going to do? Right. <laughs> you can't watch movies. They don't believe in TV. So you can't watch TV. You can't listen to any secular music. You can't talk to people outside of your church. So can't wear pants. Can't wear pants. Can't wear makeup. Can't do anything. You know, like what are you supposed to do? 
I, you know, it's fucking do your hair. It's down to the ground anyway. You got a lot of time. <laughs> right. Um, uh, and anyways, so music and emo- like emotional manipulation was so common and so powerful because we would, they would use music to work you up to a place where you, your adrenaline was high, your emotions were high. Mm-hmm. You were feeling so good Mm -hmm. you were feeling amazing yeah you were you know it was it's it's i mean it was like getting high you know like Mm -hmm. like it quote unquote getting high like not like not like drug high but like that emotional high is what i meant you know it was just that like um what is it endorphins endorphins that's what it is dopamine probably yeah yeah, yeah. released in your brain and and then that's when sorry let me just uh finish this this one thought that's when they would really implant the um, manipulation. Mm-hmm. Talk about the Jesus. Talk about giving more money. Talk about change. Talk yeah. about all of the th- all of the indoctrination would happen at that peak moment. Mm-hmm. You know, when people are in tears and when people are feeling good, <laughs> feeling, feeling like all that, all of the yeah, Im- yeah, exactly. That that's when the indoctrination would really it would too s- sink in. You know, you'd yeah. have the uh, music leader playing the piano. And then the pastor would get up and talk and Yep. 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 Oh yeah. And we would do <laughs> towards the end we started doing things where we would like interrupt the message with a song, you know, that like went with the message and mm-hmm. it was just like, you know, people would fucking lose their shit. You mm-hmm. know? It was yeah, our church was really like I said, very very charismatic, very very based on music. Plus yeah. giving um the freedom to express yourself mm-hmm. with the music. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's oh, yeah. something very powerful about that, and like this, this, you know, when you're when you're allowed to express yourself with your emotions, it feels good. It feels it very good. Because the principle is, and I, I interrupt. I didn't let you speak earlier. Did you, what were you going to say? I'm so sorry. It was that. Okay, good. I think. Yeah. Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure because I was like, no. No, you. (laughs) 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 What is this? A podcast? No, it's not. We don't talk. Aiden threw something at me and hit me in the eye. And (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, how dare you speak when I speak? (laughs) Yes, Daddy. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. Uh, (laughs) That's so funny. We don't do that here. Listen, the only time anyone I'm going to let someone call me daddy is if I have enough money where I can be daddy. So Oh, okay. That's it. So you get me some money, you can call me whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are you flirting? <laughs> <laughs> right here in front of God and everybody on a Saturday? <laughs> this is a Christian radio station. <laughs> this is a Christian show. We don't do this like that Y'all are mad, <laughs> quote unquote. Why would I do that? <laughs> I would never do something like that. I've talked it, to you about this. Your straight voice is not allowed on this platform. My roommates don't like it. Nobody likes it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not I just like your roommate, it, sweetie. <laughs> no, it is funny. I do it at work a lot, and people get very uncomfortable. Yeah, because <laughs> they. Uh, the, they don't know who's talking behind them. Yeah. And they're like, what the fuck? It sounds like you've been possessed by a straight person. <laughs> it sounds like you've got a straight person. His name is you. Richard. <laughs> you missed my joke. It was funny. What'd you say? I said, it sounds like you have a straight person inside you. Oh. Mm. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. I'm just, <laughs> just kidding. I, that was funny. You're it was funny, funny, Aiden. You are. It's funnier than your straight voice. <laughs> <laughs> you are hilarious. I am. This is why we're friends. Yes. The only reason is just because we have a similar sense of humor uh, mm-hmm. based in similar Bra- trauma. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> it really brings us together. <laughs> Drama. It brings us together. <laughs> um, so I want to talk about what you were what you were saying the, uh, that when you get when you're was your church very like charismatic? Did people like oh, run up and yeah? Um, yes. It was very similar to the Pentecostal yeah. church. Um, just there was more freedom to wear whatever you wanted and stuff like that. Sure, sure, sure. So they like the. But there was plenty of being slain in the spirit and oh, being uh, slain in the spirit, speaking in tongues and doing all that stuff. See, that's the kind of shit that I have a hard time understanding. You know, that like, I don't believe it was God. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like. I don't believe it really was Jesus. I don't believe anything like that, you know, but like what was it and what is it and where does it exist, you know, <clears throat> and and how do I get back there? You know, the closest I've ever felt that feeling was actually doing drag when I first started doing drag because mm-hmm. that was the, I think I, I've shared on the podcast before about like six months after I came out as a gay man at the time, six months later, I got my diagnosis of uh, being HIV positive. Mm-hmm. And so, and then my health declined really quickly and intensely. And everything else was also falling apart. I had no money. I was work. I had, I owned a business. <coughs> um, uh, I was working, cutting hair, uh, had no money. <laughs> I came out as gay and, and was, and and then rejected by my family. I just went through, it, it was just a lot. I, my life was fucking shit. Mm-hmm. And my one escape a month was this drag persona I'd created. And it was such an incredible like release and it felt so good. And like performing on stage was like the closest I've ever got to, um, the closest I've ever got to achieving that feeling again of, you know. Nirvana. Yeah, being in like that, 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 I don't know. I, I don't know what it is and I don't know what it was. So I don't know yeah. how to say what I was feeling, you mm-hmm. know, like, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to explain. Yeah, it really is. Um, but I've also seen people um, with many different beliefs feel the same way it's like not oh, only, absolutely you know it's not just the pentecostal church or the charismatic churches that are feeling yeah. getting these feelings um or, or experiment or experiencing this yeah. um people new age and mm-hmm. other stuff like that also um i mean i've heard people describe their drug trips as very similarly mm-hmm, to yeah. that you know like it's kind of just this out of mind, out of body experience. It's, right. You know, like it's, it's, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> the, the, I think I've talked about this before is that one of my theories or just the best, the only way I've been able to describe it is when like the combination of everybody being 
in like the same mindset and and the same goal mm-hmm. and um, participating in the same thing. Yeah. Uh, combined with like emotions being high, mm-hmm. um, you know, and the endorphins being released. Um, and <coughs> there's this, it creates this like almost like, for lack of better terms, magical space of complete freedom mm-hmm. and acceptance. Yes. So, like, whatever you do within this space is completely understood, accepted, and validated. And that kind of, like, that kind of, like, complete freedom is so liberating that you you really feel like you can do anything Yeah. in that moment, you know? I'd imagine it probably feels similar to when, like, a sports team wins the championship yeah or something like that well like i've thought of course of it, i have no idea i know what that i've never, <laughs> <won anything. laughs> I've never played sports yeah mm-hmm. um actually i did play mud football one time and that was pretty miserable oh you don't like it <clears throat> no are you kidding i don't like being dirty i don't like being cold i don't like being wet and i don't like football did it was get, pretty much hell did you get tackled yes i did did you like it i didn't enjoy that oh <laughs> mm-hmm. I would never expect I'm gonna that roll, from you, Aiden. If I'm gonna roll around, if I'm gonna roll around with a man in mud, in mud, it's not gonna be because we're fighting over an inflated piece of leather. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alabama you know roll tide. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> it's not gonna be because I'm trying to run to an imaginary goalpost to ruin an imaginary point for no fucking reason. Mm-hmm. No shame for anybody also, who loves football. we weren't going to be wearing clothes either, which we were all oh. wearing clothes. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. that's... It's a very... I mean, I've been in similar situations. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I've, I've never had sex in the mud. This yet. is a family show. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Aiden. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, talk anyways, more about okay, that. So yeah, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I've thought about it like Pride Festivals, too. Like that, like... Everyone's there for the same reason. Yeah, they're all emotions are heightened. Oh God, yeah. You know, there's like a lot of freedom there. Mm-hmm. I just I've I've only been to Pride and Humboldt. I haven't been to like a big Pride yet. So yeah, I went to a Pride in um, Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And I remember like smiling ear to ear. Yeah, the first time I went to uh, the Castro, it was like I'd found like the gay island. You know, I was I couldn't stop smiling. It was the same thing. I was mm-hmm. just like, oh my God. Also that like the. So sex and sexuality is so extremely oppressed in Christianity and Pentecostalism in my life. And then yes. being gay, being queer is um is so sexuality is so celebrated. Mm-hmm. So celebrated. Mm-hmm. Um that it was like, oh my god, like because I still deal with it, you know, walking through Castro and like seeing underwear shops and seeing people shopping for the thongs and seeing a sex toy shop, seeing a leather shop, seeing, you know, mm-hmm. like going to get going to a bar at, at night and half the people are, you know, half naked. You know, there's like sexuality is so celebrated mm-hmm. and it's so beautiful and it's so amazing that that was also part of something that I was like, oh, my gosh, like. <clears throat> I don't the fundamental fundamentally who we are as people 
is so celebrated here when it was so oppressed in my last environment. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. It was really... Was even really even doing things, like I remember in church, um, or at the, the cult I was in here in Humboldt. Mm-hmm. Um, so many cults here in Humboldt. There's a few. Mm-hmm. There's several. Yeah. Um, but I remember there was... One of the leaders went on stage and she literally said, um, we know who's been drinking. First of all, okay, we're all no, fucking drinking. Everybody in the f- everybody who's over 21, maybe some that aren't 21 yet, in that whole school were drinking from time to time. Like, the fuck? And she, yeah. But she was tar- She Apparently somebody came up to her and said this group of people is drinking so heavily. Um, in my opinion, not really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in my opinion, it was weak. Anyway, but they said they were drinking. What's heavily. funny in comparison <laughs> to how much I drink, they were not. What's so... funny? It was like, oh, wait, is that me? <laughs> I was like, I was like, should I stand? And like one of those, like. Are they talking about me? But I always like drink by myself, mostly. Like I was like nobody knows. I drink in private. <laughs> I was like I was in a group of drinking people. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like getting shit faced <laughs> on the beach in front of everyone, you know, or whatever. Like yeah. Yeah. Um. So then, like this group of people went up, started with one person, and then we all were like forced to pray over them and all this shit, and like so it, it was so, so shameful. Fucked. It was so like just putting shame. On these people, yep, and and embarrassing them in front of everybody, um, for something we all fucking did, <laughs> you know, and I was like, what the fuck? I got yeah. really uncomfortable. And in fact, somebody else in leadership, she's like, how'd you feel about that situation? And I was like, not good. That was it was bullshit. That's bullshit. Um, I was like, it was kind of weird. Yeah. And anyway, one of the one of the guys. Who was a part of that group? Um, he was um, one of the people who um, unalived himself yeah. a year later, and it was just, there's just so much um, oppression and control, and like it, Jesus will fix your problems. Don't go see a medical. Don't go see a doctor. You know, Jesus will fix you. Don't yep. don't seek help. Jesus will fix you, um, and he could still be alive today if yep. it was if that that just mind control and manipulation was not there, and all that shame put on him, and all that sh- you know shit, all that bullshit. Let me tell you something. This is a fact. This is not an opinion. Guilt and shame, although a powerful motivator, does not and will never motivate someone towards a healthier lifestyle. Mm-hmm. If you think you are, if you think are you, you are doing someone a favor by guilting them or shaming them into quote unquote better behavior, you are not. You are contributing to the darkness and the pain in their life. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and if that darkness and that pain takes them to an, a, a place like your friend, yes, you you contribute to that. Mm-hmm. If you are actively, knowingly using guilt and shame to to um, motivate. Or control or manipulate someone? Yes, you are part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Period. There's yeah. no no ifs ands or buts about that. Right. That is a fact of life. 
And that's just across the board because, you know, religion just happens to be the, one of the most common. Christianity, religion, Pentecostalism happens to be one of the most common and easiest way to ma- manipulate people through guilt and shame. Mm-hmm. But it is not the only way. Right. Um, so. And, I mean, they would use, um, it's a tactic called, I know I talked about it before, a tactic called sozo. It's a pronunciation for something. Um and you basically go, it's like a, a an intense fucking therapy session, basically, where you go in and they call on God, Holy Spirit, and you just fucking have a panic attack on the floor and they pray around you. And that's supposed to heal you. That's supposed to give you, you know. It's just going to make everything worse. You just leave exhausted. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And, and you might feel a little better because you, had, you know, got some energy out, but. Yeah. You that's that's very you, temporary. Yeah, totally. It's um, exactly. It's very temporary. And I remember my first sozo. <laughs> I went into a sozo, and there was two guys. First of all, I didn't I didn't trust men, um, as yeah. leadership, mm-hmm. at all. I only trusted the women mm-hmm. for most of the time. So, and I I remember going in there, um, expecting somebody else, and then all of a sudden these two guys who were like. Just a couple years older than me, um, but they were they were third years, mm. and I was a first year. So they've been there for whatever how much longer than but two more years. Yeah. Than you. <laughs> well, they could have been there longer. Um, yeah, but um, anyway, so and then they they sat there and they're like they didn't they're like okay so you how do you want to start this and I'm like I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't what do you mean? How do I? I don't know how this goes. How do we do oh, this? I do I cry this? now or yeah. later? <laughs> like, I'm confused. Do I start telling you my deepest, darkest secrets now? Right. Or should do I? You need to like. Should I confess you know, all my sins um, uh, upon your feet? Yeah. Oh, mighty ones. So and ridiculous. and I was so and you could tell they were uncomfortable yeah. too, because I actually mentioned my my biggest thing was my um, queerness. Yeah. Obviously, I wanted to get healed from that, right? And. So you attracted to me <laughs> so they felt they looked like they were uncomfortable with me yeah they did and then i got uncomfortable and then finally i went um i don't really want to do this right now and they're like are you sure and i'm like yes yeah. i'm i'm very um anxious right now uncomfortable i think i'm gonna go and they're like okay you know i was like Ugh. that is like but like people go in there and like fall on the floor crying Having panic attacks. That is just sickening to me. It is sickening to me that people are <coughs> putting their like vulnerability, their their like fundamentally who they are, what they feel, all the you know, all the guilt and shame they feel, and they're putting that before someone who can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's like <coughs> going to a vet and being like, hey, I have cancer, what can you do? You know what I'm saying? Or actually more like a vet being like, I can help you with your cancer. I've done it with a, you know, I've done it with an animal before. It's like, yeah, they're very, maybe it doesn't matter how qualified they are in their field. They're not qualified to deal with that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter how much education they've had in their field. It's not the proper education. And it's just, it, it just, it just makes me sick because mm-hmm. these people are desperately needing a solution and there is a solution out there mm-hmm. and no one's giving it to them. Yeah. You know? It's not even an option. No. 
Not even an option. So if you would like to follow us on uh, social media, um, actually, Tony is going to be a little bit more like they're going to kind of help out with the social media because I'm really bad at it and don't do anything. So you should follow it if you haven't yet so that you can see all the cool things that they are going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but you can follow us on Instagram at it's our turn pod. We also have an email. It's our turn pod at gmail.com. If you want to email us questions, comments, suggestions, um, recipes, <gasps> um, single people that you think we might be interested in. Um, sweepstakes we might be able to (laughs) (laughs) publish clearinghouse links um, Um, any rich coupons (laughs) (laughs) money (laughs) money Um, I'm just kidding Uh, so we have that email and you I'm I've been I'm really behind on editing the podcast and so I really apologize for that people humans that listen to it but I did upload our 25th episode yesterday this morning actually um, uh, 25 episodes. You can find it on That's awesome. um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. So, yeah, go follow us. Um. <laughs>